Hello, this is the Crossroads Baptist Church radio and podcast ministry. Whether you're joining us live in the radio or whether you are listening via podcast, I hope it'll be a blessing to you to hear what we have for you from the Word of God today. I'm Pastor Jeffrey Lynn, and we are going to begin today with a 10-week series looking at the 101st Psalm in the Bible. The series is entitled Christianity 101. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your Word and for all that we can learn from it. We pray please help us today to take what we hear from your word and apply it to our hearts and our lives. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The term 101, this study is Christianity 101. It's from the 101st Psalm. The term 101 is said to have been first introduced by the University of Buffalo in 1929. It's used in a course catalog. The usage for the term 101 has been extended to mean an introductory level of learning or collection of introductory materials to a topic. If you've ever been to college, you know 101 is the simple class. It's the starting point of any lesson or any study. And so here in this idea of the Christianity 101, not only being a little play on words with the 101st Psalm, we're studying it out to see the basic truths that are found therein. It's not necessarily a study of doctrinal matters, but practical matters of holy living for the saved individual. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 state, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now that's a, that's a big charge from God. That's a, that's a huge ask from the Lord. Because he doesn't ask us to be holy compared to each other. He doesn't ask me to be holier than you or you to be holier than me. He asks us to be holy in the same way that he is holy. And God is completely holy and just and righteous and good and perfect. And guess what? We're not. But he gives us some things in the word of God that can teach us and help us to be able to do our best to reach that mark of holiness that God sets for our standard and not to settle for something less than the perfect holiness of the Lord in our lives. So let's begin just by reading together Psalm 101. I hope you have your King James Bible with you. If you're not able to, then just listen along and we'll read the Bible together. I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. As you can see here, the psalmist, King David, is simply laying out some do's and do nots for his own life. I will do this, I won't do that. He's making a list of things in order to maintain a good standing with his God. And though this is an Old Testament passage written by King David through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it does closely reflect commands and expectations for the lives of Christians today. This list can be broken down essentially into three categories, actions, avoidances, and attachments. 
First of all, the actions. We have singing. We have behaving, (laughs) behaving yourself wisely, uh, walking, removing, destroying. We have avoidances, avoiding seeing wicked things, avoiding evil works, avoiding wicked men, avoiding deceitful men, avoiding liars. And we have attachments. And the only attachment we have is faithful men. From these lists, we can learn an important truth right away. That while we are in this world, if you're saved, if you're, a, if you're a born-again child of God, there is far more to be avoided in this world than to be attached to. 1 Peter 2.1 rightly states, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Because our Father is God and our home is heaven, we are strangers in this land. And as such, there are very few things here that we ought to attach ourselves with so that God may be pleased with our lives. There are so many things that we must avoid in this sinful world because it's not our home and they're not pleasing to our God. As we consider our position as children of God, if you're saved, which I hope you are, we must consider God's word to be our guide for how we ought to live. Psalm 101 has eight verses in it, all of which contain statements that are choices King David has made in his life. Before we can even begin to study these choices, though, before we even get into verse 1, in this study of Christianity 101, we have to make a decision for ourselves. Will I make these choices? Will I make the right choice? Or will I just allow the Word of God to come in my one ear and out the other? Will I just listen and say, okay, well, that was nice, and I'm going to move on and not obey it? Or will we make a choice to say, you know what, I am going to study this out, I'm going to obey the Word of God, and I'm going to make Psalm 101 a guide map for myself. Whatever God says do, I'll do. Whatever God says avoid, I'll avoid. Whatever God says attach yourself to, I'll attach myself to. Today, the message today is about making the right choice before we even get into the study. Serving God begins with a decision. A decision to put yourself second and the will of God first in your life. Consider with me Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. The Bible says here, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Here we are taught three very necessary points to serving our Savior. First of all, self-denial. Self-denial. Denying yourself the things that your flesh desires and putting what is right before what is easy or what is beneficial to you. In Hebrews 11, we read about Moses who, who chose to rather uh, suffer with his people than to, than to have the pleasures of sin for a season. In Hebrews 11, verse 24 through 27, we read about that. Um, the idea of self-denial is simply looking at what God says versus what I want and saying, okay, what God says is more important than what I want. I want to go off and sin. I want to have a bad attitude today. I want to be grumpy today. I want to curse at somebody today. I I want to steal something today. Whatever it may be, I, I want to be jealous or envious today. Whatever it is, our desire must come second to God's will. Self-denial is the first thing of part of making that right choice. Second part is a personal cross. We read about that in Matthew 16, 24, a personal cross. The verse did not say we're to carry his cross, We have our own cross to carry, which speaks of crucifying our flesh, enduring the shame and suffering of the cross of Christ, and continuing on for the Lord. 
and encouragement, you know, you think about suffering and and uh, crucifying our own flesh and, and choosing to go with God instead of our own our own desires. Um, think about Romans chapter eight, verse number eighteen. This is a this is such a blessing of a verse here. It's something that I, I would encourage you to memorize. Romans eight eighteen. Bible says, "For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." Now that's written by that, that is penned down through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by a man who who has been shipwrecked, who has been stoned, who has been attacked, who who has had so many things happen to him that any Christian today would be like, "Wow!" And he didn't quit. That's crazy. And he says the sufferings of this present time they're not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So as we consider Psalm 101, before we even get into the details of what each verse means and teaches, we have to decide, okay, I'm going to deny myself, I'm going to take up my cross, and I'm going to get in line behind the Lord, follow him and make the right choice. Proverbs 14 and verse number 12 warns us about making our own choices and choosing our own paths. The Bible says in Proverbs 14:12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. How many times have you made a choice that you thought was such a good choice and it turned out to be the very, very opposite of what you should have done? I mean, come on, we're not perfect, but we have a perfect God. And our perfect God has given us the perfect word of God, the the King James Bible. We ought to decide today, this first installment of this series, decide today that no matter what you hear over the next 10 weeks, no matter what you see over the next 10 lessons, you're going to go with God's word, not with what some person has said, not with what some preacher's opinion is or what your denomination teaches. Go with the word of God, because that is the one thing that matters above all else. Second thing, of course, first of all, prepare to make the right choice. Purpose to see your choice through. So often, well-meaning Christians will make a promise to God at an altar to live for Him, and they fully intend in that moment to do so. But sadly, often what people fail to do is make provision in their lives to help them stay faithful to that decision. They'll, They'll make a decision for God, they don't change anything in their life, and then they wonder why they fail at keeping that decision. Three things real quick to help us to to remember and keep our commitments to God. First of all, faithfulness. The more consistent you are with, with church attendance, with Bible study, with prayer, the more consistent you are with the Lord, the, the easier it will be to remember the choice that you've made for serving God, to, to not forget. Second thing is accountability. It's often helpful when making any decision in life, whether spiritual or otherwise, to put in place some form of accountability. We know that we're accountable to God and the Holy Spirit will help guide us, but having a a pastor or a close friend, a parent even, that, that you know and trust, that knows what you've committed to God or what decision you've made for God, that can hold you accountable to that decision, it adds an extra layer of protection from quitting on that decision. And then remembrance. When we keep in mind why we made a choice to begin with, it helps us not to turn our backs on living for the Lord. God does not change. Malachi 3.6 teaches us this, but several other places. God has purchased our redemption. If you look with me, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 18. The Bible says here, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Praise the Lord for that. 
We are, if you're saved today, if you have a Bible reason to believe you're going to heaven today and you're sure of it, you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. God manifest in the flesh, came down to this earth and redeemed you with his blood. Though we were a sinner, yet he did that for us. If we'll just remember all that God has done for us, if we'll remember why we decided to follow him in the first place, why we decided to live by the Bible, boy, that'll help you to keep to that decision. That'll help you to keep to your commitment to serve God and to to take the things that we study and read and apply them to your heart and to your life. So often, so often people read a passage in the Bible and say, oh, well, that was, that's great. That's a good passage. And then they forget about it and they never go back to it. So often people will, will have life, you know, they'll, they'll get sold out for God. They'll say, I'm, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to join my church. I'm going to get dedicated. I'm going to teach a class. I'm going to do everything I can because God is so good today. And then they lose their job. And then they have a loved one get sick, and then everything just kind of falls apart, and they just wonder what in the world happened, and they just, they just forget that God is still just as good as he was when they made that decision. There's a lot of people that have made a lot of decisions in, in regards to how they're going to live for the Lord that have failed to keep those decisions just because they simply forget that though the world may come and go and, and it may be good and bad. You may have a horrible day. You may have a good day. Regardless, the one thing that remains the same, the one thing that remains a constant is the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Now, we're about done for this, this week's lesson on Psalm 101, but I just, want to, I just want to finish off by reading a few verses of Psalm 101 again so to prepare you for next lesson. I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Five more verses of this. It's all good, wholesome teaching from God's word. The thing we must do, though, is decide. As I read this chapter, I am going to make these choices personal. I'm going to make these decisions for myself, and I am going to live for God in a way that pleases Him according to His Word. Hope you'll join us next time for Lesson 2.